Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It is uh, Flavin in downtown Springfield. Let me tell you, Steve, what's coming up today. Yeah. Open line Friday. Okay. Nice. Yeah. We have uh, tickets to see Britt Floyd on Sunday night at Symphony Hall. Damn. That's a good show. There's also the Invicta FC Fight uh, event going on the House of Blues in Boston tonight. We'll have tickets to that. It's like we're just giving everything and, away. Plus, we got the keyword, the cash. And we're going to talk to the Salvation Army at some point this morning. What? You know, that that kind of seals the deal. The Salvation Army. Thank we goodness. We wrap it up with some community good. Good. Finally, all, finally all, something legitimate on the show. All the garbage we throw at you, we wrap it up with a community service uh, announcement. Uh, it's going to be a good one today. Yes, it will. It's 535 at Rock 102. Would you mind saying that again? Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Jimi Hendrix with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, mostly sunny today uh, with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 79. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. John Mulaney and Pete Davidson were supposed to have shows in Maine this Saturday and Sunday, but both have been postponed due to the mass shooting in uh, Lewiston uh, that killed 18 people and injured 13. That dude is still on the run. They have no idea where that guy is. That's scary. They'll catch up to him. Let's hope so. They will. They'll find him. Uh, Jason Momoa briefly reunited reunited with his high school girlfriend while in his hometown in Iowa promoting his vodka brand. She waited in line uh, at his meet and greet to say hi. Wouldn't it be hilarious if you found out that he was like a little dweeb in high school, like no muscles and, you know, pimply faced and, you know, sweaty all the time? I think it sounds like he was. Yeah. 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 And then all of a sudden... Someone says, hey, why are you not doing nothing? Here's a set of weights. Yeah. And by the way, don't get a haircut for a while. And uh, and, and only use this in your downtime, these weights. The Joe Piscopo yeah, method. Yeah, right, right. She says, uh, quote, uh, seeing him on screen, it's comforting. He worked hard through high school. What you see, that's truly what you get. He's truly a down-to-earth guy. You're just a fame effer. Yeah, no kidding. But you're always uh, focused on what would have been. And then uh, Jason invited uh, invited her to join him and his friends for drinks that night, but she already had a school function to attend with her daughter. But when uh, but that school function was pretty awkward. You know what? Here's the here's the backstory. When Jason first asked her out, she said no because she thought he was quote a cocky dude and a little bit of a womanizer. But she gave him a chance, and they ended up dating. Whatever. But no love connection. They. Uh no, they, no. they didn't find themselves in a warm embrace. No, I'm looking at her now. She could do better. <laughs> Come on, I'm sure she's a nice lady. Well, it's like, yeah, but it's like yeah, well, tw- you know, 25 years since high school. Come on. Not everybody ages the same at the same level. No, I, I think what is it? Uh, <clears throat> I just saw a meme about being in your 40s. And then looking at people that you went to high school with, either they look like they're 25 or they look like they're 75. There's no, like, in-between. 
I'm at the point now, like next year's my uh, my uh, 40th reunion. Yeah. There are some people I went to high school with look just like their parents did back in 1983. I I told you this, right? Yeah. About my friends coming up for a visit from uh, from upstate New York, and they spent the weekend here at my house. Yeah. And I'm watching them. We're sitting around a campfire, and I'm watching my friends talk, and I'm like, you look just like your dad did <laughs> back in the day when we were hanging out at your house as kids. Because now it's like my kids are the same age as we were back then. It's weird. Kristen Stewart saw a ghost when she was 15. It was, quote, an old lady in school clothes with darkened features and rollers in her hair, sort of looming over my bed as the uh, as high as the top of the drapery. Okay. Did the drapes match the carpet, <laughs> too? I don't know, Steve. Yeah. And she still has curlers in her hair. Yeah. She's probably not worried about everything. Uh, in a written prologue to her album, 1989 Taylor's version, Taylor Swift remembers when she stopped hanging out with guys because she was always accused of sleeping with them. Then people have started accusing her of sleeping with her girlfriends. I don't know. Now look at her. Well, I mean, isn't that the better side to be on when they start accusing you of sleeping with other chicks? All right. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you want that information out. Uh, why do you think she's a uh, buddy buddy with Brittany Mahomes in that little in that little box up there? It's a good question. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, Billboard's list of 500 best pop songs ranks Whitney Houston's "I Want to Dance with Somebody" at number one. Really? Well, I mean, what? it's like you know what else came out this week? What do you think's uh, this week? I mean, that's how they determine it. You know, who's coming out when and how. Well, it's been 65 years since the creation of the Billboard Hot 100. So they put all the best pop songs they had Mm. together. Dancing Queen by ABBA was number two. That is a good one. My Girl by The Temptations is number three. That's a good one. I Want It That Way by The Backstreet Boys. Mm, I don't know. You don't like The Backstreet Boys? I don't have a problem with The Backstreet Boys, but is it really one of the all-time greats? Tell me why. It ain't nothing but a heartache, Banks. Tell me why. You got that right. Uh, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson, Like a Prayer by Madonna, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. That's the top 500 songs of all time? That's awful. Uh, California Love by Tupac. Of course, he had to make the list. And I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles. <laughs> Surprise! it took all that uh, time to get to a Beatles song. Uh, yeah, they only they only made made it once on the list huh. out of five hundred. Imagine that, the Beatles. No Scrubs by TLC is uh, number twenty. Well, of course, well, hanging out at the side of your best friend's ride, trying to holla at me. What about that song you were complaining about by Green Day? Is that on there? No, um, the time of your life song. That's the one. I hate the that Good Riddance song. Uh, I hate it so much because it was just like. One of those, they used it for, like, my high school senior, oh my God. Eh, you know, goodbye song kind of thing. And it was just like, eh. Uh, you want to give uh, someone the greatest gift they could ever receive? Sure. Here it is. A personalized song from Hanson superstar Zach Hanson. That's going to sound very expensive. Zach is auctioning off a fully produced song for a charity drive for the Raven Drum Foundation, which benefits veterans, first responders, and other trauma survivors. 
Uh, he says, I don't want people to just give money. It's not just about an exchange. I love the idea that it would connect people as well. What gets sold or auctioned? It's not just a signed object, but it's a created object. There's a humanity shared. There's nothing more than I could give uh, than my own creative inspiration to you as a person. That's a way of connecting. Well, maybe if they had somebody else writing the song that uh, might produce something pretty good. I don't know, Steve. Hanson. Those are the songbirds of my generation. Current bid is only 2500 bucks, which is fairly low. Actually, I would have thought that would be kind of high. Really? You wouldn't think there was like some big donor in there who was, uh, you know, like some hedge fund guy who really loved Umbop back in the day? No, I would think someone who put five bucks is probably uh, bidding too much. And uh, Kim Kardashian got an honorary spice name from Ginger Spice. Really? She calls her uh, Inner Strength Spice. She must have had something to say. Oh my God, the last time I had this much spice was when I gave Ray J a jalapeno popper on his Carolina Reaper rod in that sex tape you can purchase on Uborn for $39.95. That'll burn the tongue. I don't know. What's the Scovilles on that? <laughs> uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had a little uh, bum gravy on the sweater puppy. Oh my God. A little skeever beaver sandwich. What are you trying to say? Goes good dipped in the bum gravy, by the way. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I had I went squirt snapper fishing from the stink crevice. Oh my god! You ever do that? No, I can't say you I have. Ever you and Dad go out there and <laughs> throw a couple of lines into the stink crevice? No, we never uh, we never had that kind of moment you together. Know, when your dad told you to be quiet because he didn't want you to scare the fish, he just wanted you to shut the <laughs> f up. Is really what it was all about. Now hand me some of that bum <laughs> gravy and let's get moving. That's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. All right. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 614 and Def Leppard with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a pretty nice day again today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 79. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. It's a uh, free ticket Friday. We're giving away more tickets than we know what to do with. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later on today. Is that what we're calling it, a free ticket Friday? Yeah, that, it's, uh, that is technically what they're calling it. It's uh, Well, I mean, I'll tell you this. Britt Floyd is coming to a Symphony Hall on Sunday, and uh, we're not only sending somebody to the show, we're also going to set them up with a VIP pre-show soundcheck experience. Oh. It's a free ticket Friday, and that uh, those tickets will uh, be given away later, and there's other stuff to give away, too. So. Yeah, you just go to the soundcheck. You don't even need to go to the show. Well, they, don't, I, you know, they just you know, fiddle around for a little bit. You, know, you want to see the whole show. I, when I saw the uh, – that was pretty cool to see Everclear when I was down at the, uh, the Big E – Last yeah. year, when they when they were doing their sound check, oh, you should have done an interview. I did do an interview, but I didn't push the microphone button down, so it's just me talking to uh, Art Alexakis <laughs> one sidedly, and he's not responding. It's just me going, "Really? Wow! Tell me more!" <laughs> and then fifteen minutes of silence, and then go, "That was such a great interview, Art. Thanks so much for entertaining me." Good answer. Yeah, good, good answer. answer. Yeah, nice job. Nice nice work. Um, big weekend this weekend with the uh, Halloween celebration tomorrow. You got the Halloween celebration yeah. at the uh, the Rumble seat. That's always a fine time. That's going to be a damn good time. And uh, we got uh, we got some prizes. Yeah, some- you got cash prizes for the uh, the best, the scariest, the uh, sloots. 
the slutiests, slutiests, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, all of that. And, oh, um, I, I, there's nothing I liked in uh, slutes dressing up. Yes, hot slutes. Now I, I don't know how other radio stations do their Halloween costume contests. I would I would never be caught dead at one of those. But uh, I know for for a fact that how we have done it in the past, and I assume uh, tomorrow night you'll be doing the same way. That there are judges who will whittle everybody down by category. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of it, it'll be by crown participation. Okay. Okay, that's how you determine who wins the cash. You get your finalists for each category, and then uh, then the crowd decides who's got the best costume. Yeah. And if, if you, you can't determine uh, by crowd noise who wins uh, over a, another, mm-hmm. you do it again. And okay. you just make that into the loudest building in the entire city of Chicopee. I got you. That's what okay. I do. That's 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 how I did it for many many years until uh, that event was taken away from me. You know, uh, there is another Halloween ball going on this weekend from another radio station, mm-hmm. but they're charging thirty bucks for theirs. <sighs> yeah, there's like no cover charge no, at the Rumble seat. No cover charge at all. You get free entertainment and you get me for free. What are you gonna get for thirty bucks? You're gonna get bumpkiss is what you're gonna get. You got a big bag of Jack Squat. Only one guy's walking out of there with cash. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like going to that house in the neighborhood, the one that gave out the popcorn balls. All you're getting is stale cereal at that one. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's the most. So. That's the most you're gonna get out of that one. But uh, but I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to uh, sh- shaking babies and kissing hands and. We're going to a party. You're going to a party. We're going to a Halloween party. Yeah. Dressed up in what, Halloween costumes. All right. What is the ages of the hosts? They are in their 40s. Okay. That makes sense. It's not a ch- it is not a children's party. Well, no, but it, but it makes, it, like, if you said they're in their 60s, I'd be like, you're not going to a Halloween party. You're going to a Halloween brunch. No. This is a, this is a party, uh, and I, you know, I, don't, I don't know what they've got planned. Yeah. But you know, you and I have been to some Halloween parties in the past where you know it's 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 over the top, like the booze luge that we had. Uh, we went to to there were like two places that had a booze luge. Yeah. A booze luge. There were like uh, some people playing. Uh, you know uh, what's the uh, what's the the game with the cups? The uh, the beer pong. Beer pong. Yeah, Thank you, you know, very you much. Play beer pong. Completely uh, brain farted on that you're one. You're too old to play beer pong. You're not going to play that. You know what? I, I actually find beer pong to be stupid. Well, yeah, but it's just an excuse to drink. That's yeah, the no, only uh, reason why people do it. It's actually an excuse not to drink because you're trying to get the ball into the cup. Right, but you're also have the whole idea is to have a giant cocktail with you next to you while you're doing it. And yeah. You're taking a sip and you got to take, isn't it? Isn't it like you got to take a I haven't. I never really got into it. Do you have to take a sip every time somebody? I think your- if you if you land a ball in the cup, yeah. the other team drinks. Gotcha. So you know, if I'm at a party and I'm looking to get all uh, liquored up, seems to me the incentive is to chuck the ball across the room. That might be a one way to do it. I mean, to me, it's just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's not a, it's not a sensical drinking experience to play to play that. Whereas uh- whereas. The booze luge, there's only one thing you're going to do over there, and that's, you know, drink booze from a big chunk of ice. I got to tell you, uh, from all the things that I've done, like, over the years with the DJ business, mm-hmm. there was one Halloween party that, uh, I won't say what town it's in, but it was out in, like, the Berkshire area. 
and these this couple bought this really nice old house, kind of like um, I, I I jokingly called it the Money Pit because it reminded me of like the, what the house looked like with t- with Tom Hanks and Shelley Long, <laughs> right? Like, but it was it was in good shape. It was it was an older house. Obviously, needed some work. Like an old Victorian kind of thing. Yeah, it was beautiful play. I mean, it, it was huge. It was like one of these. It, it clearly was somebody else's mansion back in the eighteen hundreds. Sure, know, that kind of thing. Beautiful uh, place with a all stone foundation and everything like that. And they had this, like, it was like rock walls and stone walkways through the backyard. Okay. That kind of went down in little canals. Well, they set the entire thing up as a haunted house. And they had their kids and their kids' friends be the ones that would scare people as you walk down the trail. That's and, a cool and idea. And it was pretty it was pretty elaborate the way they they put this whole thing together. I'm always amazed by people. It's not that I don't want to do those things. It's that I don't have that designing you know party. Yeah. I can't put up decorations the way other people do. I could probably do it. I just don't have the desire. I've always been a laborer. I've always been, if you told me what to do, I can put the things up. But I can't, in my yeah. head, can't design how something would look. See, I'm, I'm pretty good at the, the big picture stuff, but I'm not very good at applying it to actual real life. Right. Yeah, I don't, I'm the, the, the details, yeah. the handiwork, yeah. all of that stuff, you know, the instructions, that's not, the, that's not well, really my again, deal. Again, I'm a good instruction follower. Yeah. I like being told what to do. You get a good broad that tells you, "Hey, you're gonna put up these decorations." Yeah, yeah you naughty girl, huh? Yeah. I, I've I yeah. spent a whole lifetime of being told what to do, and uh, yeah, sometimes I like to spread out a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, um, maybe I'll like something on your Pinterest page later too, huh? Yeah, that turn you on, huh? Uh. That's a rhetorical question. You're not actually actually asking me if I'm turned on by a Pinterest, right? No, no, no. Right? I'm just, I'm just. Oh, I just want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. You had me sweating there for a little bit. No, no, no. I know what you like. It's uh, 622. <laughs> well, you know, I got a buddy. I got a buddy who's into that kind of thing. 622 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 629 and the Scorpions with Bax and Dangle at Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, even nicer with a high of 79. It is 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Open line Friday coming up after uh, 8 o'clock today. That'll be super exciting. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Are so, you excited about it? You know what I like about Open Line Friday? What? It's like uh, it's like 15 to 16 minutes of uh, of, uh, of us not having to work too hard. Yeah, it's just like the, listening. J- just, just listening we, to right. people. That's it. And We're pushing just, a button. And making sure they don't swear and having my fingers push, on different buttons. Pushing that button, too. Yeah, I've, uh, I've pushed that quite enough. You know, we've come a long way with this bit. <laughs> we haven't gotten anywhere with this bit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Isn't uh, don't they uh, sample this and use this for another national radio no. shows and say this is the way a radio show should really sound? No, in fact, uh, it would be the exact opposite of that. In fact, most radio stations would say, you know, it would be great if you had like somebody tell jokes at the very end of it. Only if you were able to find uh, enough manpower to do that. We can't afford that. Uh, I don't know about that, Come Steve. On. I don't know. Do you want to laugh? I do. All right. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. All right. So a 70-year-old man goes into a brothel. Yes. Pricks, he picks out. He what? 
he picks out a pretty young girl. Okay. Woman. She's a woman. I'm just not okay. like he, She's not pretty like, young. No. She's it, pretty and young. She's like in her late 20s. Okay. okay. Right? Fair enough. So anyway, they go up to her room. They strip down and they climb into bed. The old man uh, performs it like a teenager. And she's amazed at how energetic and agile is. And she tells him if he can do it again like that, she'll give him one for free. Right? Okay. So he goes, yeah. But I need to take a 20-minute nap, and while I'm asleep, I need you to hold uh, my junk, right? Sure. And she goes, uh, she agrees, and he wakes up 20 minutes later, goes at it again, just as vigorously as he did it before. She's amazed at this old man's stamina, and he re- and repeats her freebie offer, uh, and the ma- old man tells her that once again, he'll need a 20-minute nap, and she'll need to hold the Thor hammer while he's asleep, right? Mm-hmm. So she does uh, as he asks, and he wakes up 20 minutes later, and he goes at it again with even more enthusiasm than he had before. Right. She finally catches her breath, and needing to satisfy her curiosity, she asks the old man, "Uh, I can understand why you need the nap, but why do you need me to hold that while you're sleeping? He goes, oh, that's just so you don't steal my wallet. (laughs) (laughs) You see? Because he was like... She's a hooker. She's probably up to no good. <laughs> she can and, steal uh, the wallet. <laughs> she gave away four freebies. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's beginning to... 634 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thank you, Bax. Oh, you're really welcome, Steve. I'm happy to do it. Uh, the Massachusetts State Police are working with the police in Maine on locating the suspect wanted in shooting and killing at least 18 people at a restaurant in a bowling alley. The manhunt continues uh, for 40-year-old Robert Card. He is considered armed and dangerous. Card is the person of interest in the attack at Schmingi's Bar and Grill at the Spare Time Recreation in Lewiston, Maine around 7 p.m. on Wednesday. He was described as a firearms instructor believed to be in the Army Reserve and assigned to a training facility in Saco, Maine. Uh, a Massachusetts State Trooper assigned to the bomb squad and his canine partner have responded to the Lewiston area in his capacity as an ATF task force officer. The Mass State Police Commonwealth Fusion Center continues to be in regular contact with Maine police. According to the Mass State Police spokesperson Dave Procopio, there is no confirmed connection between the suspect and the Massachusetts at this time. State police are continuing to monitor intelligence and will update the public on any developments that affect Massachusetts. On Wednesday night, Mass State Police were on patrol at the main state line looking for the suspect's white Subaru. The vehicle was located later uh, abandoned in Maine. Mass State troopers uh, remain to deploy if requested to provide mutual aid to the main state police. Um... It's kind of weird that they haven't found this guy. Usually when you throw, like, all of your law enforcement behind. Well, think about it. I mean, think about, like, the um, the uh, the Boston Marathon bombing. It took yeah. a couple of days before they, you know, before they found the Sarnayev brothers. Yeah, that's true. And it lasted, it was five, five days, I think. It was Monday <sighs> it happened, and then he was arrested on a Friday night. It was five uh, yeah, days. Yeah, I think it was, like, something like that. But, but it was, you know, it was a couple of days. But, you know. You got enough law enforcement. They're going to find him. Yeah. I um I would just watched that Mark Wahlberg. Actually, I couldn't even watch it. The one about the Boston Marathon bomb. Oh yeah. It's a little too uh, the whole like over dramatic thing about this guy's life as a cop and it's just it's too much. It's it doesn't need to, you don't need to have that dramatic story to it. 
Because you know most of it is made up. Of that course. Por- uh, that uh, portion well, of it. You, yeah. know, you know, that's how they do that. But yet, for whatever reason, Hollywood feels a need to make something dramatic out of a story like that. I mean, it's already a dramatic story, but it, the real life story is actually more horrific than anything that, you know, uh, Wahlberg is going to do. Well, Wahlberg's done some pretty messed up stuff throughout his life, too. I understand that, but seriously. A uh, vacant dormitory at Westfield State University will no longer be considered to house migrant families. Westfield Mayor Michael McCabe announced on Thursday in 2021, Lammers Hall on the campus of Westfield State uh, was determined to be unsuitable for a shelter. The dorms in Lammers Hall were closed in the summer of 2022 because of a decline in enrollment. On August 8th, Governor Maura Healey declared an emergency housing crisis and proposed the possibility of migrant families being housed there. If migrants were to live there, they'd have to contend with no elevators, no air conditioning, limited meeting space, and the possibility of asbestos. Or go back to their home country and be murdered. I don't know which one's better. You know, I've lived in some pretty seedy-looking dormitories in my own day. And, uh, you know, you you sometimes wonder, is this really a... Would this be deemed safe by, like, OSHA or some other regulatory body? I I knew this wasn't going to happen. There's, there's just no way you get a bunch of kids going to a school like that and their yeah. parents standing for the fact that we're paying you this money and now you're turning it into a to a shelter? Yeah, you know, I uh, I understand that. Uh, I also understand that if you're a uh, if you're a parent, uh, like a, say like an out-of-state student mm-hmm. uh, going to Westfield State, uh, you're paying a good deal of money to send your kid there. You probably want them in a dormitory situation in which yeah. there probably aren't migrants living in the first two uh, floors. Right. That's you know that as a parent that would be you know, that would be a, a thought I might have. Uh, according to a news release from the city of Westfield during the evaluation of Lammers, uh, Mayor McCabe met with WSU President Linda Thompson as well as state officials to discuss the location and its facilities with the needs of the migrant family families in crisis. Mayor McCabe was told Thursday that Healy had has decided Lammers Hall is no longer being considered as an option for an emergency shelter. While we are empathetic to the dire need for sheltering families in crisis, and we know that the state university properties in other cities have been used successfully for this purpose, we understood that Lammers Hall presented significant challenges that would make it possible, but not easy, to meet the goals of Governor Healy's sheltering uh, efforts. Are there some uh, availabilities for uh, for living quarters at the ITT Technical Institute? Oh, I believe, uh, yes, DeVry. DeVry's got it, yeah. sure, right? What was that place over in, uh, was that the ITT in, in Chickabee? <laughs> uh, was that it? Or is that Branford Hall? Branford Hall. Yeah, yeah. Porter and Chester. Porter and Chester. All those places. You guys a great place to live. Yeah, you can. Uh, you you could do it that way. I don't see why not. No. Why you know why uh, disrupt the the educational value of a Westfield State you know tuition rate at thirty three thousand for out of state uh, students when you have loads of space. What about uh, Shannon Doherty's house? She was in that college in pajamas commercial. Remember that she was hawking that thing for a while? That's right. College in pajamas. Oh, I'm in my pajamas, and I'm in college. Hey, I got to tell you, I, I often slept in the clothes I wore during college, too. And then, and then you find out, like, yeah, I know, me too. And then you find out uh, three, three years later that the place went bankrupt because they were screwing people out of money, and they weren't really offering any kind of uh, college in pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. 
the the college you'll be in your pajamas in is because uh, you won't be going to class at all. <laughs> there is no class. Right. Yeah. Why don't you call me when you have no class? Uh. Maybe you can help me straight out of my Longfellow. <laughs> More than 500 UMass Amherst students. <laughs> I cannot lie, Dean Martin. <laughs> More than 500 UMass Amherst students walked out of their classes on Wednesday to protest UMass Amherst ties with weapon manufacturers like Raytheon. No, no, they just walked out of class going, hey, if they're doing it, I don't have to go here too. Yeah, this is one more excuse to skip class. Let's get drunk after we're done. Yeah, Tommy from Dorchester is like, oh yeah, that's right, F firearms. I don't like them either. Let's go into the packy and get some pop-off and let's get this party started, huh? What do you think? <sighs> the uh, walkout uh, and sit-in was to protest the university's ties amid increased aggression from the Israeli government towards Palestinian people. Students delivered their demands to the university chancellor, Javier Reyes. They demanded that UMass cut all financial and physical ties in partnership with weapon manufacturers like Raytheon and replace them with jobs that work towards a more sustainable and demilitarized future. They also demand that UMass condemns the Israeli massacre of Palestinians and condemn the uh, blockade on the Gaza. Look, I'm not going to get into that argument. I'm just saying, yes, there are people out there who believe in what they believe and mm-hmm. they go out and protest, but not all of those students went out because of that protest. There is a good portion of those students who left because other students left and they said, this is a free pass today. Yeah. Well, you know, I got to tell you, uh, I was involved in a student protest when I was in college. I really had no uh, skin in the game mm-hmm. as far as yeah. uh, my interest in that uh, particular issue. I just thought, man, this would be really cool to get out of class early and then start drinking by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that's a good idea. And know what? It worked. I used to pick my classes like late in the day. Yeah. Especially my senior year. I didn't have a class that started before 1140. Yeah, that makes sense. On purpose, because you could stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning drinking. I uh, I remember, and this was a major mistake. It's like maybe like the stupidest thing I ever did in college. I mean, other than like, you know, passing out in front of the, <clears throat> the president of the university's house. But uh, I took a theology class that started at 8 a.m. Ooh. Theology. Theology. Oh, my God. 8 a.m. theology? Oh, I don't even know what. That's way too early to be talking about God. I know, you know, because every time I woke up, I said, Jesus Christ, it's almost 7.30. I got to get to 8 o'clock class. Oh, you're crucifying me here going to this class at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's it. I'm going to class in the clothes I slept in. Just it's like, my college in pajamas. Just like Jesus did. Yeah, that was a, that was a big mistake. And Marquette required you to take a certain number of theology classes. Yeah. And I, you know, I, yeah, I went to a public school. I didn't go to a Catholic school like so many other uh, yeah. students there. So to me, it's all, it's all new stuff. Y- new. Yeah, it's all new. Well, uh, brutal. You didn't, uh, you didn't go to the protest though. Didn't you go to a protest? I one? did. I did go to a protest, well, but like I said, I only went because all my friends were going. Right. Uh, that's what I'm saying here. Yeah. The, all these kids just want to get drunk. They don't. It's not that they don't care about world events. It's just that. Uh, there's nothing they can really do about it. And once they realize yeah. that, they get outside and they're protesting. Yeah, you know what? The bar sounds a lot better than uh, arguing over this. It's true. Yeah. It's totally true. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be uh, sunny with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah.
to Springfield's Classic Rock at 651 and live with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be nice today. Sunny with a high of 77 tomorrow. Nice with a high of 78. And then Sunday, uh, rain comes in. The temperature drops like another... Uh, Hold on. For All right, there you sakes. go. What, what is that? The uh, day in the life... The lives version yeah, I, of Day I think, in the Life. I think they want to hold it out for as long as they can, <sighs> and they and they did. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, the weather is going to change. It's going to like drop significantly cooler on Sunday you know, with all the rain coming, and then we'll be back to normal temperatures. This is weird again. We're we're back into summer temperatures again. Yeah, early summer. I mean, it's like a record high temps for today. It's crazy. Yeah. I uh, what? Go ahead. I just want to mention real quick. Uh, Backstreet's musical podcast this week. My guests have been uh, drummer Simon Phillips. Uh, who's a, a, an absolute uh, drumming legend. I had uh, Danny Martin from Wicked. Uh, that went up uh, yesterday. His band Wicked is going to be at the Salem Waterfront Hotel tomorrow night for a great uh, Halloween gig, and their brand-new album comes out next week called Sunburn. And then next week, I'm actually very, very excited about this. It's uh, Backseat's Musical Podcast, 200th episode, uh, with uh, my friend Thomas Walsh, from the formerly of the band Pugwash. His new album, uh, it just was released today called the rest is history it is phenomenal this guy is like one of the best songwriters in the world and it's not just me saying that he's got fans like people like brian wilson and ray davies of the kinks and Mm -hmm. jeff lynn from elo he's phenomenal and uh, again the record came out today the interview will be available on monday on rock102.com apple podcast soundcloud and spotify that's pretty awesome yeah i'm excited about it and in fact he was just uh he just did a live show in Hamden, Connecticut, and Jenny and I went to go uh, to go see him. Just a little solo acoustic stuff, guys. Just he's unbelievably phenomenal. I uh, I like solo acoustic stuff. Yeah, no, this I'm telling you, do yourself a favor and familiarize yourself with uh, Thomas or uh, Pugwash. It you will not be disappointed. It's great. Um, I had to. Uh, I went over to the uh, the formal affair uh, yesterday uh, over in West Springfield. Yeah, get fitted for a tux because. The one I have is a little too big, a little too, too big. A little roomy? You can't even, like, take it in. It's so big. And uh, I went from a size 52 jacket to a size 48 jacket since last November. You went down four sizes in a jacket. I guess. Is it four sizes or is it two sizes? Maybe it is even sizes, but so two I sizes. Fit Perfectly comfortable into a forty-eight, dude. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you're it, cut like a brick crap house. You well, never realize that. You know, I I don't realize that. I have uh, I think I have I suffer from that body dysmorphia thing where yeah. you always are gonna think you're a big fat bastard. You yeah, know what but I mean? you but you're not. You're you're yeah. you're barrel chested and a real piece of meat right now. You're a total snack. I'm down. Uh, oh, I'm a whole meal, my friend. A whole and dessert. Yeah. Yeah. You're an in-between snack. But, but like an Italian ice, not like a really rich caloric dessert. You know? You're not like a cheesecake. No, 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 no. Cheesecake, I don't even eat that stuff anymore. <laughs> That's the thing. But I'm down uh, yeah. like 45 pounds since, That's fantastic. Uh, since the beginning of January, and I feel great. This is like the first time I've actually stuck with something and maintained it. Yeah. You know what now, I mean? Now, you were telling me before, this is uh, the result of a few months of a tapeworm, right? Uh, well, or did I just hear that wrong? No, uh, perhaps maybe a really bad sexually transmitted disease. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's what but it was. that just kicked things off. 
You know, now I'm maintaining it myself. Yeah, I remember something yeah. about something being entered into somewhere, and that, yeah. that I guess I, I misunderstood that as a tapeworm. Yeah, they call it gonorrhea because it's finally gone. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what It's I'm gone around the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking that's about. It. Yeah, yeah. Listen, the, the fact that you're uh, you're down a size, I think is fantastic. My, my tux is still... It fits for a little while. It was getting a little, a uh, little snug around little, the pandemic. A little sausage casing like. A little bit, but yeah. now it's uh, now it's fine. And so when we go to the uh, the bright nights ball, which is not that far away, no, uh, that will be all set and ready to go. I had to, I had to get uh, a, I, I had to get a, I, I think I bought a used one is what I did. Yeah, but I had to get a new one because it, the other one looked like. Um, Hey, remember that commercial with the uh, the cereal, the life cereal? Was it life cereal? What was the one with the with the the kid was wearing adult clothes? Uh, I just remember Mikey eating the bowl of life cereal. Yeah, but w- wasn't there a commercial where all the adults turned into kids once they started eating a, a certain cereal? Yes. And then they, what was it? I it, don't know. Yeah, I don't. Re- somebody's screaming it out in their car right now, and they're yelling at the radio. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. But that—that's what I feel like. I feel like a little tiny kid in these giant clothes. I'm yeah. Like, oh, it's like Gulliver and the Lilliputans. Yeah, but but, yeah. Now, but now you need all new clothes, uh, right? Yeah. Because I I know for that's the, that's the worst part. Yeah. yeah. I, I know you're not the kind of guy that wants to go out and buy new clothes, as I've seen you know many times when you've lost weight uh, over the years. Yeah. Like pants, are like the last thing that you uh, you switch out of. Yeah, I'm I have a hard time letting go of the pants. Yeah. But now um, I went. That was another thing. I was a 44, and now I'm a 38. Shut up. Isn't really? that crazy? That's crazy. And I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, somebody else mentioned that to me. I was at one of the kids' games, and one of the other parents is like, you think you might need a belt or something with that? Because I was, like, carrying around. I had size 44 pants on, and I'm, you know, down to probably a 42 at that yeah. point. So they're kind of, you know, hanging down. But now I'm getting better. I'm cleaning up a little bit before I go out of the house. <laughs> no, man, congratulations. It's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, I mean, just uh, uh, keeping, keeping exercising and not eating as much crap anymore. Like, you know, when they bring in donuts and stuff. Yeah. I don't eat six of them. I used to eat all, like half the dozen yeah. of donuts oh, no, I, I'm down there. Now I eat like maybe half of one. I totally get you. I, I totally get you. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, uh, donuts are delicious, and each one of them is a different flavor. Yeah. You, you, you could probably break off a little piece of each one and, and sample it that way, but you just got to make a decision, stick with one, and go with it. You just got to savor it. That's all. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. Don't gobble the whole express dozen. No. Do we have something to give away right now? Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose we could do that. You want to do that now? Let's. Yeah, because we don't have time. We got another guest coming up at uh, 845 this week. All right. Get a load of, uh, get a load of this. Uh, Britt Floyd is coming to Symphony Hall on Sunday. That's this Sunday, the 29th. We'll not only have uh, tickets to the show, but a VIP preview sound check experience. Uh, and when well, you get to go backstage, uh, the tour manager escorts you back there. After the sound check, you get to hang, you get to do some things, and you get to see a great uh, a great show with Britt Floyd on Sunday night at Symphony Hall. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021 gets to go. Good luck to you. 659 Rock 102. Show. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I always find that whenever a protective restraining order is imposed against you, it is often best to follow the rules of that restraining order and not act like a total douchebag. Sadly, not every fella understands this, and so they often ignore all the fine print. Now, 
I never had one of these laid against me, but I'm pretty sure if one ever was, I would obey the rule of law and comply with the wishes of the court. However, your former Patriot defensive end Chandler Jones, now with the Raiders, it's easy to assume that these documents don't really apply to you. After all, you're a four-time Pro Bowl selection with a Super Bowl championship under your belt, and yet that very assumption would be wrong. Yesterday, TMZ.com released the arrest video of Chandler Jones after being arrested last month in Las Vegas by police on two counts of violating a protective order. In the video, Chandler tells the police that the only reason he was at his ex-girlfriend's house was to take out her trash. Now, that would seem like a perfectly reasonable thing to do, unless the courts have told you to stay away from her trash. The video also shows Chandler Jones attempting to bargain with police, saying, quote, Look at me. I'm six foot five. I'm a professional athlete, bro. I have 112 sacks. I play for the Raiders. Now, while those defensive stats are impressive, they hardly matter to an arresting police officer who oversees the enforcement of such a protective order. Finally, Jones is heard asking police the following question, quote, What kind of water did you have at the county? Is it Dasani or is it Aquafina? Again, all reasonable questions if you're not getting arrested, but oddly tone-deaf if you are. Dude, you're not even getting a toilet that flushes, never mind a choice of filtered spring water to drink. Oddly enough, very little was learned that night as Chandler Jones is arrested 18 days later for violating the same protective order for the second time in a month, which, by the way, I'm sure we talked about at length when he's scheduled to appear in his arraignment on December 4th. Again, had Chandler bothered to read the fine print like it was a Raiders playbook, then perhaps none of this might have happened. But clearly, something needed to be, uh, somebody needed to take out the woman's trash, even if that trash happens to be Chandler Jones himself. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Time for bed. That's what you say to your lawn this time of year because you tuck it in and you go away for the season. Go to Rocky's Ace Hardware for Scott's Winter Guard, the fall weed and feed lawn food on sale all month at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, it's 7.13, and Ozzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, nice and sunny and warm today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 78. 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, open line Friday coming up after uh, 8 o'clock. We'll have uh, other stuff to give away. It is a uh, free ticket Friday after all, so uh, there you have it. Are you, uh, you like the Olympics when they come around, the Summer Olympics? They're going to be coming back uh yeah, I try to watch at least a Next little year. bit of the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, I mean I like watching the competitions. I can't stand those uh you know heartfelt uh you know package pieces of uh you know all of the trials and tribulations of each individual athlete. Right. How boring. I want to I want to see some competition. Way too boring. Uh you want real competition? How about the first ever Florida man games that are set for February 24th <laughs> in St. Augustine? They got uh, quite a few events. Really? Yeah. A like lot, lot more interesting than shot put, I'll tell you that. Uh, anyone in Florida can sign up to potentially compete. They'll choose 16 teams with five people each. The five events they've got planned. Number one, the Beer Belly Florida Sumo Wrestling. Basically just sumo wrestling, but without training or prestige. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of fun. Uh, evading arrest obstacle course. You jump over some fences and run through yards while being chased by the police. Uh, are there police dogs involved? 
I would imagine there would be. I, yeah. I would. Th- you know what? Put somebody in one of those suits. You know when they when they do the canine demonstrations. Those training, those training suits. Yeah. I, I remember uh, uh, the guy let me put one of those things on my arm once. Yeah. And the dog like clenched to it. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't need this experience. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I don't want my dog doing <laughs> you this. Want to? You know, uh, you don't want to be anywhere near that. Uh, catalytic converter, two bikes, and a handful of copper pipes event. It's described as a head-to-head race that quote lets you live a day in the life of Florida man headlines. <laughs> We're guessing you have to steal all that stuff as fa- as fast as possible. The weaponized pool no- pool noodle mud duel, jousting with pool noodles <laughs> while standing on a platform in an above-ground pool. Yeah, like that's that. a good idea. Yeah. Uh, the Category 5 cash grab. It sounds like one of those boxes you stand in and try to grab dollar bills. Like, See, I, I like when yeah. uh, when real-world situations enter into competitive, you know, competitive events. They say you'll be uh, subjected to hurricane force winds doing that. Yeah, I love that idea. Well, that was... Um, uh, they, they have... At the, at the Westfield Children's Museum, they have this thing for a buck... That you you get inside the machine yeah. and it's supposed to simulate what a hundred and forty five mile an hour hurricane feels like. It's yeah, basically just it's just air blowing on you, and it reminds me of that Ron White bit about the guy tying himself to a <laughs> training himself to a palm tree. Yeah, because he's not gonna leave my home. He could withstand the winds of a force three hurricane. Right, and he and he goes, it's not that the wind is blowing. <laughs> It's what the wind is blowing. <laughs> if you get hit by a Volvo, you know, you're done. Like, that's the end of you. They'll also have a mullet contest, a Florida ma'am beauty pageant. Oh, this is sounds, awesome. Sounds I want to go to this. Maybe I'll do that for uh, the winter break because that seems like it's right around winter break. Hey, kids, let's go down to Florida and see the Florida man contest. I think a good uh, a good mullet tour would be awful, awful fun for the kids. Uh, chicken coop bingo. That's where the chick, two chickens pick the numbers. <laughs> the festivities end with something called 911 Fight Night, Brawl of the Badges. That one appears to be a series of boxing matches between firefighters and cops. That's not really a Florida yeah. man kind of thing. You put the Florida man against the cop. Yeah. Well, there, there's, there's your hook. Yeah. Tickets are $45 or $145 for VIP tickets. That VIP. Might, what do you get yeah. with a VIP ticket? Uh, I don't know. You can get them through their site, thefloridamangames.com. They enlisted two former American gladiators to be the judges, Nitro and Ice. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you can get a photo with them for an extra 50 bucks. That's a lot of money for a, a Florida man doesn't have this kind of money. No, but but to be a part of it, you got to throw a little bit of cash around for incentives. Oh, I'm sure you do. If you want to compete, you have until November 15th to register. Their website says being athletic is not required. See, I love that. Perfect I love for that. Florida man. Perfect for people up here, too. Remember that guy we had in here years ago? He did the bum games. Remember that? Yeah. What was, it was, I don't know. And he was giving away the, the keychains the key that you could shotgun beers with. That was what it was. He yes. was shotgunning beers with the homeless people. I remember that. And then people, people were calling us getting angry. You know, like how could you? How could you? You know, uh, dehumanize. Uh, we weren't homeless. dehumanizing anybody. No, matter of fact, they were getting something for what they were doing. I, I, I think. I think there are people. 
who get too offended for someone else. You know what well, I mean? Well, because a lot of people, and I don't know if you've ever uh, had any experience in this, a lot of people are incapable of mining their own beeswax. One of my favorite stories of yours is the little guy with the with who walked. You know he, what? He did the yes. bowling. He did the the the, uh, the little person bowling. Little Stevie Vento. He was a little yeah, person, and he did that uh, the thing in the restaurant. Yeah. With, the, with the hat. We he did quote unquote midget bowling. Which you basically slid Stevie down yeah. 60 feet of hardwood flooring and you'd either get a, sp- a strike or spare. It was like regular bowling. Yeah. Well, the state of, uh, I don't know, it was the state of uh, Wisconsin who did it or like a, like a Milwaukee uh, ordinance, but they, they, they banned midget bowling because it was exploitive. And poor Stevie was devastated. It's like he loved that they were doing that. And then the story was, you know, a couple of years later, he gets this job at a Mexican restaurant. Now, Stevie's a little tiny guy, mm-hmm. and his job was to wear this enormous sombrero with tortilla chips around the brim, and on the top of the hat was a little, you know, uh, bowl of salsa. And he'd go from table to table, yeah. people be nachos That's off cool. his hat. It, and again, same thing, it's exploitive of little people. No, he wanted to do that. It was Stevie's yeah. idea See, to th- do that. This is what I I don't get about. Oh, well, you can't do that with a bunch of little people. And you know they do it up in East Hampton every once in a while. They have the wrestling. Yes, the little people wrestling. They want to be a part of that, and they know there's a market in there for that. They know there's people that want to come out and spend money for that. Of course they do. And so, you, know, you can say it's exploitive, but not if the person is doing it voluntarily and you know, is complicit in. The the uh, in doing so, yeah. You know, no one, no one uh, told Stevie about at gunpoint. You will wear the sombrero and walk around with nachos on your head. He didn't. It, it, no one was doing it. He wasn't doing it against his will. No. And to go back to the uh, the bum games, yes, maybe you're exploiting somebody because you know that they want something so badly that they'll pretty much do anything for it. Right. But that's just their life path. That's just like, you know, if they want to do, nobody, and the guy wasn't forcing them to do it. Yeah. He just said, hey, you want 50 bucks? Uh, let's shotgun some beers. You right know, here. a few years ago, and this is maybe like 20 years ago, we were at a, some golf tournament. Some guy comes up to us and says, listen, I got a great idea. I'm trying to plan this out. And I don't even know if he actually did it, but he the, the idea was it was going to be the Fat Man Open. Yeah. And what the deal was, it was going to be a golf tournament. Uh, the the minimum requirement is to be at least 200 pounds or better, okay? Uh, everyone got, like, an oversized steak dinner and, uh, like, you know, booze, and uh, and there was, like, food at different at different holes. And I thought, well, what a great idea that is. Nothing but fat guys enjoying a day of golf and cigars. Yeah. And booze. And I'm thinking, what a great idea that was. Well, you got to believe if you did that now, you'd have someone bellyaching that you're fat-shaming people at a golf tournament. If you're that sensitive about it, yeah. you probably wouldn't sign up for it and pay the 150 bucks to to uh, participate. And I would have participated in that. And it was Hell sold yeah. out, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't. No. We we for whatever reason we couldn't make it. Oh, and yeah. I don't know. I, and I don't know if he ever kept on doing it. But what a great idea! It is a great idea. Yes. Everybody needs to just chill out. We really do. You know, yeah. just because some of us have you know, weight issues or certain you know physical limitations, you know, they're only limitations if you allow them to be. Rather than celebrate the things that make us different. Yeah. Hey, I tell you, it's no different than uh, that wrestling match I saw one time, uh, the pay-per-view thing. Yeah. Uh, where, the, where the two guys, the two wrestlers were going to fight over custody of a child, 
by whoever could grab the custody papers that were hanging from the rope in the middle of the <laughs> ring with a ladder underneath it. Like most court cases are settled with children yes. uh, and parental rights. That's exactly how they're they done. Have, well, I mean, I mean, obviously, if you've ever been through a custody dispute, sometimes people do get ladders to the faces yeah, yeah, to, in, to in be, a situation To be like honest, they're, they're, yeah. a ladder to the face is, is less painful than the actual court process. It's 723 on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I want to remind everybody that the Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night is next Thursday, November 2nd. So if you're kind of on the fence about whether you want to go, uh, now's the time to start thinking about it. Uh, it's an evening of laughs. It all benefits the Open Pantry and the Mayflower Marathon, which is uh, right around the corner. Marty Caproni will be the headliner along with special guests Katie Arroyo and Brian Plum. You and I are going to be the hosts uh we had an offer for someone to maybe introduce us which i think is very exciting don't you think i think it's very exciting i think it's very very exciting anyway tickets are on sale right now at rock102.com seating is limited buy yours right now before it sells out because it will it's the mayflower marathon comedy night at mgm springfield brought to you by dave minor exterior home improvements aqua pump and rock 102 springfield classic rock uh i got nothing do you got anything um, well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's Halloween, uh, you know, next week, a lot of people are going to be celebrating it on Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as someone who has, uh, you know, handed out Halloween candy as someone who has received Halloween treats, uh, I'm just going to say this, I, 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 and I mention this every year, do not think that you're the person responsible for handing out healthy snacks nobody wants healthy snacks nobody wants fruit nobody wants raisins nobody wants anything that's good for you we want crap we want candy we want stuff that causes tooth decay we want stuff that is going to throw our hypoglycemic levels out the window there was a uh when i was a kid in my neighborhood in new jersey there was a guy who was a dentist and he ran his office out of his home you Uh ever see one of those people do that they uh, i would never do that no. Separate uh, business from pleasure. You never never you have, have clients in the d- house. Dirty mouths coming in your basement all the time. Anyway, that guy, uh, nobody wanted to go to his house because all he did was give out toothbrushes. Which he, which he probably gets in bulk anyway. Yeah, he was probably getting them for free. He didn't go out and buy those. No. Probably don't. got them free from the Colgate company. Yeah, right. Yeah. Probably yeah, like it was traded out for his time and uh, his, his practice. Yeah. Yeah, no. Listen, don't, don't get smart. Or cute, or you know, heart smart during uh, Halloween. It, do, it doesn't. It just doesn't fly. What about those old people who used to wrap up pennies in little uh, Ziploc baggies? Oh my God, that's just and the then worst. twist them up. Oh, so you, you can have, buy penny candy with yeah, it. Yeah, you can buy whatever you want with that. No, you can't. There is no such thing as penny candy anymore. Everything's you know, a dollar. You know what cola is right now? It's eight percent. You're still living in the 1920s with your ten cent candy. Not a big fan of candy corn. Do not like uh, circus corn. peanuts. I don't like those either. I don't I, like the popcorn balls. I don't like popcorn. I'm pop not corn. a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of the root beer barrels. No, those are kind of no. gross too. Anything that's flavored with a fake banana, I'm not happy with. What about that uh, sugar-free diabetes candy from oh, uh, CVS? Oh, the worst. My grandmother used to buy that all the time. 
That's gross. You want to crap out a brick the next day? You take a handful of them bad boys. Listen, tell me how you feel. Tell me how your bowels feel in the morning after that. I want peanut butter cups, and that's just about it. Not sugar-free peanut butter cups. No, I, that's what I I'm want. About. I want my peanut butter cups dipped in sugar. I want them. I want them dipped in molasses. That's what I want. I want to go into a diabetic coma. Right after Halloween trick-or-treating. I will have walked around my neighborhood and be happy not to feel my legs. I want to black out so hard that I have an apparition of Wilford Brimley saying diabetes right above my head. That's what I want. I want to collect so much candy that the only thing that's going to put me to sleep is a hot bath of pure insulin. I want to lose a toe and work upstairs at Rock 102. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. We got news next to Rock 102. You see those leaves all over your lawn? You see. 732 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, back. Shocked and fearful Maine residents uh, kept to their homes for a second night Thursday as hundreds of heavily armed police and FBI agents searched intensely for Robert Card. An Army Reservist authority say fatally shot 18 people at a bowling alley and a bar in the worst mass killing in state history. Much of Thursday's search focused on a property belonging to one of Card's relatives in rural Bodoin, uh, where trucks and vans full of armed agents from the FBI and other agencies eventually surrounded a home. Card and anyone else inside were repeatedly ordered to surrender. You need to come outside now with nothing in your hands. Your hands in the air, police said through a loudspeaker. In most instances, when police execute warrants, even for suspects wanted for violent crimes, they move quickly to enter the home. But hours later, after repeated announcements and a search, authorities moved off, and it was still unclear whether Card had ever been at the location, state police said. Richard Goddard, who lives on the road where the search took place, knows the Card family. Robert Card, who is four years younger, knows the terrain well, Goddard said. This is his stomping ground. He grew up here. He knows every ledge to hide behind every little thicket. Uh, several homes were being searched and every lead pursued in the hunt for Card, a 40-year-old with firearms instructor training. Authorities said he should be considered armed and dangerous and not approached. Card is uh, suspected of opening fire with at least one rifle at a bar in Bowling Alley Wednesday in Lewiston, which is about 15 miles from Bowdoin and is Maine's second largest city. The evening shootings killed 18 people and wounded 13 others, with three people hospitalized in critical condition. Authorities have not said how many guns were used or how they were obtained. Well, that's kind of scary. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> he's still he's still there. Uh, Westfield State University is no longer being considered for an emergency family shelter. The Mass Office of Housing and Livable Communities released a statement that said, in part, after thorough evaluation and discussion, meaning they got yelled at by too many parents of kids going to Westfield State, <laughs> The Healy Driscoll administration is no longer considering repurposing Lammers Hall at Westfield State University as an emergency family shelter at this time. You know what? Uh, a lot of history was made there. I lived in that dorm. Did you really? Yeah. You're uh, getting any, any real trouble? Would there be anything uh, left behind from your days at Westfield State? Mm. A property damage that you may have caused? No, uh, I'm pretty sure the vomit was all cleaned up and repainted before the next class moved in. The yeah, year they probably did, probably did that. Uh, but it was the only hall uh, that had the floor where you were 21 and over. You could drink. No kidding. Yeah. How about that? How about that? I'll be damned. Yeah. We drank a lot. I bet. Yeah. Why not? What do you, what do you want? Education going on there? And you know what? As uh, part of a, a bunch of kids that lived on that floor that bathroom was disgusting 
I can't even imagine what it would look like with a bunch of migrant families in there using the bathroom, sharing it, leaving toilet paper on the floor. Well, it's a communal bathroom. It has nothing to do whether they're migrants or sophomores. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter. You have a bunch of people using the same bathroom. Yeah. I got, I got, it ain't going to end well. I got to tell you, I'd never be able to do that again. Live but, in a dorm? You know, with the communal bathrooms and all that stuff. I could live in a place where I, if I had my own bathroom in my own room by myself, I could probably do that. But I couldn't do the whole sharing of everything. I think when you're younger like that, you have a little bit more, like your threshold, your your tolerance yeah. of other people is a lot higher than it is when you get older. Well, you know, like uh, on the uh, on the rare occasions that I go to the gym to work out. The game. Yeah. Uh, I don't really feel comfortable walking around the showers. No. In a gym. No, I don't either. One, I don't like being uh, naked in front of other human beings unless, you know, we've all agreed that's okay to do. And then two, y- you don't know what kind of filthy slop is uh, crawling around on the ground. You don't know what yeah. kind of uh, staph infection I might uh, my tender feet might get. I remember years ago uh, going to a gym. I won't say what name. What the rhyme with? Can't even do that. Nah. Uh, it doesn't really matter because it could be in any gym anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like old dude, just like naked, sitting on the bench. Yeah. Reading a paper in the locker room. You know, I've never like, really figured that out. I've seen that a lot where like there's an, it doesn't have to be an old guy, but it's often an old guy. Well, this was an old guy. But just sitting in the locker room bare ass <laughs> naked. Just yeah. to let everybody know, I'm naked. I, I'm naked in a in a locker room. You know what I think it is? I think it's one of those. Uh, I'm just testing the waters here. You think there might be some guy? If I'm putting it out there, I don't know. You I think could... he's waiting for some guy to go? Hey, that's a nice turkey neck you got there. I don't know. There's there's something about uh, you know gyms, uh, uh, you know health clubs. If they're not in the locker room, there's a lot of guys who like could be working on the weight equipment, not actually working, but just sitting there fiddling around with their phone. I'm befuddled by your whiffling scroat. That's what you say. Yes. But, the, but they're not actually working out. They're just sitting there giving the illusion that they're actually exercising when, in fact, they're not exercising. no exercising is done at all. No. I was uh, 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 at a gym once. I'm just doing the bike, right? Just doing like the recumbent bike, and I'm pedaling like a... Like a maniac, right? And I see this guy, and that's all he's doing. He's going from machine to machine mm-hmm. to just take selfies of himself. Yeah. Not actually exercise. Actually, I take that back. The amount of exercise it would take from to walk from one machine to another yeah. had to be quite rigorous. But that was the, the only reason he was there was to show everybody, I'm at the gym. I'm working out. I'm taking selfies. Do you think uh, those people wiping down the machines really are doing any kind of sanitizing? No, I think that's all psychological. I think it is, too, because all you're really doing is just, it's like like doing the dishes where you put soap on the dish, but then don't really scrub it off. Yeah, you just leave like a film of soap on there. there. That's kind of what, what, what you're doing. All you're doing is mixing Lysol in with body other people's body sweat yeah. then, or, and then walking away from it. Or you see the guy that doesn't wipe stuff down. Then you go in the locker room. He's the old naked guy sitting on the bench with a newspaper. Like He doesn't care what he's infecting. No. 
I remember at the uh, the nude camp I went to, they all had to wear they all had to put down towels if they were going to sit down somewhere, which I think is a good rule. I think that's a, that's a that's a very good rule. Just in case you you know. <clears throat> I don't Man, I don't want to sit. Listen, problems. I don't I don't want to sit on furniture. Is that brown sugar? I don't think so. Yeah. I I don't I don't want to sit on furniture naked if I know someone else has been there naked first. That's I don't like, I don't like uh, you know, sitting on any furniture naked. I always put a pair of underpants and a t-shirt on well i i told you uh, when i dj'd the the party for the nudist camp the yeah. guy took me around he's like hey you want a tour and you're not gonna say no no because i'm just wildly curious as to what people do because there was nobody there it was like there was nobody out in the open yeah at that point like they uh, it's like this regimented thing where they all go in for dinner or rec time or whatever the hell they're doing in there and then the guy takes me downstairs into the rec room mm-hmm. and there was this like these Two old people playing pool. Naked. And watching Fox News. It was like <laughs> like it was it was the rec room. It was the pool table. Right. And they had the towels out on the chairs in case they got tired. They were gonna sit down. They weren't gonna let their uh because you know what? Even being naked, having <laughs> sitting down on one of them leathery seats. Oh you're yeah. gonna stick to that if yeah, you don't. Of course you are. Be like Peeling silly putty away from a newspaper. But it's just like, uh, you know, the old Seinfeld thing, good naked and bad naked. The yeah. bad naked, uh, you wouldn't want to see somebody playing pool. My experience at uh, at nude resorts or beaches yeah. has almost always been profoundly negative. Like the idea that you might see something almost appealing amongst nudists rarely ever happens like you know the reason why there are fences around nudist resorts are not so people will be looking in so the people on the outside can't be seen by the people who are trying to live their lives on the outside you want to burn out your rods and oh cones my god looking at that it was the we did it we did a, 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 a cruise a number of years ago and we were doing at a at a nude beach and we just thought no we'll just go walk around what you know what the heck for, for the fun of it so uh, we did that, and I said uh, to myself, I must get off this beach right away before I pluck my eyes out and stomp on the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, that would... Uh, never uh, want to see this again. There was one guy who was holding the limbo stick. Yep. While displaying his limbo stick. Yes. With a Hawaiian shirt on, which was weird. What's the point of that? Well, because it was Hawaiian night. To show everybody's a party animal? It was a luau night. Everybody was getting laid. Hey! hey. Uh, but yeah, he had the uh, he had the disco stick out, and he was <laughs> doing the limbo. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a good stuff. And the hairy guy, there was a guy that was like just covered in hair. Yeah, he that's didn't like, care. No, he didn't care. He must be like, that's like the Italian back scratcher. Just come on up and rub against my back. We'll scratch your back right down here. On the other hand, I saw more than my share of uh, dudes that were completely shaven from head to toe. Not a single body hair on them. That's weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, they took manscaping to an extreme level. Uh, Completely? Bald. All over? All over. From eyebrows, head to toe. Eyebrows, too? I didn't really get to see the eyebrows. He was wearing a hat. But everything else, nothing. Yeah, that is kind of weird. It was very strange. You're, uh, yeah. We, uh, listen, uh, there's nothing hot about people who look like troll dolls <laughs> dancing around doing the limbo. I there's thought, nothing sexy about that. Yeah, I thought the all. guy was in an industrial accident. Uh, 
A very bad <laughs> A very bad one. It fall, caused all my body hair to fall off. You got burned. Maybe you got burned. Maybe. Your Pioneer Valley forecast uh, today, sunny and warm with a high of 77. Tomorrow, high of 78. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Erectile dis- Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 7.50 and Whitesnake with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, sunny and nice today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 78. It is currently 58 right now in downtown Springfield. All right, now we got a couple of things going on uh, next hour, okay? First of all, uh, I should tell you, uh, you got the keyword to cash. I'll, I'll give you the keyword in a little bit. Then you got Open Line Friday. And, uh, you know, uh, neither one of us wants to work that hard. I don't want to have to press too many buttons. So keep your filthy uh, mouths to yourselves. No hate speech. No profanity. Just have something interesting to say. Don't be a jerk. You're going to be fine. Everything is going to be fine. As long as you follow the rules. But I want to make sure we establish those rules uh, in advance. And we also have some uh, some folks from the Salvation Army coming up uh, next hour, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, their upcoming uh, big fundraising event. All right. Very, very good. Now, I should tell you, uh, you're a fan of uh, of the of the the fighting, right? You're like uh, you like uh, watching people uh, you know, beat the snot out of each other. Not really, but why? What are you getting at? Well, uh, I will tell you that uh, we have uh, some tickets to give away right now. Oh, oh, some fighting tickets. That's right. All right, Invicta FC will making its debut on the East Coast tonight for Invicta Fifty Four. It's going to be at the House of Blues in Boston tonight. Don't miss. Danny Mac McCormick as she defends her strawweight title against the Polish assassin Caroline Wojcik at the Invicta 54 tonight. Get your tickets at InvictaFC.com or and see the action live at the House of Blues in Boston tonight. Tonight. Yes. All right. We also happen to have a pair of tickets to the uh, to the event for tonight. In Boston. Tonight. At the House of Blues. All right. All right? Well, the phones are already starting to ring. Of course they do. They all want to see people beating on each other. But you know what? we got a couple of minutes before we, you know, we got to fill some time here. Oh, well. It's, it's only 7.52. All we right. Well, at least then... make our way to 7.55 or 56. All right, but then hold up uh, calling. Hold up. No, hold they're, they're, they're going to keep calling. Right, what, just let them go. If they really want to go to that show, they'll hang on the line. They'll hang on. I don't know. Donnie Mac McCormick against the Polish assassin Caroline Wojcik. It's going to be a big fight. Big title fight. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it will. Uh, Since it's almost Halloween, uh, maybe you're going to come out to Celebration tomorrow night and join me, right? Yeah. If you need a costume in a pinch, here's some good ideas that you probably already have lying around your house. You ready? A tourist. Some combo of shorts, brightly colored tacky shirts, socks with sandals, a straw hat or visor, sunglasses, a camera, and sunscreen on your nose. Yeah, that sounds like a last uh, a last ditch effort. A lumberjack, a flannel with some jeans and a beanie. Bonus points if your kids have a toy axe lying around. How about a real axe? Can you bring a real axe to uh, a party like that? Eh, I wouldn't suggest bringing that to the rumble seat. Leave your real weapons at home, and you can just bring the fake plastic ones with you. What about a it. small hatchet? Uh, no, no, no weapons of any kind. We just chainsaw. No. Okay. Without the, without the chain on it. Well, what's the fun of that? Oh, because they do. That's what they do up at uh, McRae's farm when they're scaring the living bejesus out of you with the clowns. You sure about that? Yeah. Aren't you afraid of clowns? Little. Um, yeah. Uh, they have the, they have the chainsaws and make it sound like they're really cutting into something. Uh, bank robber. 
black leggings, a black and white striped T-shirt, a little black mask, and the kind of some loot bag, some kind of loot bag. Like a like a bag like a with a dollar bag. sign on it? Like a money bag. Yeah, Bugsy, you know, you do that kind of thing. I've never known of anybody to rob a bank with a sack full of money with a dollar sign on it. Mm, no, I haven't uh, never seen that, that either. I've never seen uh, I, uh, the bags of money. It would just say property of the bank. Probably. It. Like it, when I was doing retail years ago, when you'd have to do safe drops and all that stuff, at the end of the night, the manager yeah. would have to take the big bag of cash out and drop it off at the bank. Where it said uh, the bag says property of Kohl's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Kohl's cash in there. I'm sure there is. Uh, Bob Ross. All you need is a button down shirt, jeans, and you can make a small paint palette out of cardboard. You need to recreate the hair, though. There's no mistakes. Just happy little accidents, Bex. Yeah, I like accidents. that. That's kind of a nice thing. And then uh, finally, Barbie. Okay. One of the trending costumes of the year. Get the look by dressing in anything pink with high heels or brightly colored workout clothes, tube socks, and rollerblades. Well, now you tell me. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 293-1021. You can win those uh, tickets to the, uh, the Invicta FC Fight a fight event tonight at the uh, House of Blues in Boston. Do I get to come in a box like Bobby does too? Hey, 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 zing, oh, hey pow. zing, yeah, pow. I'm pink on the inside too. 755 Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tonight is game one of the World Series at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. A matchup for the ages as the Diamondbacks look to win their first championship since 2001, exactly 22 years ago, against a team that has never won any championships of any kind. In fact, you almost have to go back to 1924 when the Rangers were technically the Washington Senators but not really. Not to get into a whole lot of detail here, but in 1961, the Senators moved to Minnesota to become the Twins. A court injunction invoked the violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act, which prescribes the rule of free competition amongst those involved in interstate commerce, thereby forcing Major League Baseball to add the expansion California Angels and a second version of the Washington Senators, who then became the Rangers in 1972. Simple, right? Well, either way, I think what I'm trying to tell you is this. They sucked back then, too. Now, here's the really interesting part and why it relates to any of us who are more than 1,700 miles away from Texas. Tonight, the starting pitcher for the Texas Rangers is former Red Sox pitcher Nathan Eovaldi. Remember that guy? He's the guy who spent five years in Boston hurling that four-seam fastball at nearly 100 miles an hour, during the, uh, especially during the 2018 World Series, only to have the Red Sox lose him to free agency a few years later with an insulting one-year qualifying contract extension. Now look at him, starting the World Series while the very team that offered that crappy contract finished in dead last. Of course, they tell you that hindsight is 2020, but I believe that even the Red Sox had put together a better contract offer for the guy and kept them all fat and giggly in Boston, the Red Sox would still be in last place. But that's mostly because they wouldn't have spent the money on anybody else. But hey, why focus on the regrettable decisions that were made by a last place team when the World Series is about to kick off in just a few short hours against two teams that nobody really cares about? I know I'm certainly excited to let my apathy and disinterest hang around for a couple days. For all we know, this could be a series that's loaded with dramatic thrills and historical achievements. I'm not personally counting on that, but you never really know. 
But hey, and if my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Furnaces, heaters, wood stoves are all firing up. There's a reason why October's Fire Safety Month. Go to Rocky's for smoke alarms, carbon monoxide uh, alarms, and fire extinguishers. Buy two, get one free. Can you mix and match them? Yes, you can. Protect yourself at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Do big-name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 77 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, let me uh, take just a quick moment of your time to tell you that today is the final keyword to cash. Okay. This is it. Let's do it. You haven't won 1000 bucks now. Today's your last chance. Today's $1,000 keyword is the word score. That's score, as in if I win $1,000, I will have scored. S-C-O-R-E, for those who have never scored. S-C-O-R-E. Go to the Keyword to Cash Contest page on rock102.com. Enter the word score for your chance to win 1000 bucks. You'll have until midnight tonight to do so. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, let's do it! Now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Line Friday! 293-1021. That is the number for Open Line Friday. Again, I don't want to hear your filthy mouths. I don't want to hear your hate speech. Kiss you your want- mother with that mouth. Ah, oh. I know we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking about. All right, listen, the phones are already blowing up. But are you ready to talk to people? I'm ready to talk to people. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Joe from Brimfield. Hey, Joe, what's up? Uh, nothing on my mind today, but guess what? I'm going to the Boston Bruins tomorrow against the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, there you go. Hmm. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's also air night, really special night for them. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they win because uh, the last few games I've gone to, they are, they've been losing. They've only, they've only lost one game. No, I mean no, I mean like every game I go to, they always lose. Uh, example being in 2019, they lost to the Rangers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm really hoping they win tomorrow night. Really special night for them. Dude, and, uh, ha- yeah, really have you, hope they win. Have you considered staying home and that you may be really bad luck for the Bruins? Uh, there was a game I was supposed to attend, but I have a wedding that day. It was against uh, Montreal. Do you, do you, yeah, but do you, either way, hope they win. Well, do you work in the town of Brimfield? Yeah, I do. I, is that called a brim job? <laughs> oh, you may never know. Yeah, well, see? Now you've got something to think yeah, about for the weekend, you don't you? Win or, win or lose. On you. There you go. Okay, now thanks for the call. Pick the ladies right, up go out Bruin. there. Go Bruins. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Pepper from Springfield. Hey, hey. what's going on? How you doing, guys? Yeah, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, I, I, I've been listening to you guys since 1991 when I used to work in Milton Bradley. 
Oh, well, thank you. Well, that's, a, that's a great yeah. comment. Neither one of us were here back in 1991, but thank you very much. Oh, uh, come on now. Wasn't back, sir, in 1991? No. 1995. That's when I got here. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, guess, I guess I'm telling you my age there. No. So, um, <laughs> I, have a I have a confession to make to you guys. Okay. You, I, I was trying to, I've been trying to call you guys for the longest, for the longest, and, and I, I would never get through. And I finally got through, I think it was last week, and it caught me off guard. So I said, and so you guys said, uh, good morning, who's this? I said, this is Hosea. <laughs> right. You guys remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah, now I remember that. I think it was Steve. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> all right. But anyway, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, you guys make me laugh every morning, and, uh, you know, and good luck with the... Uh, Good luck with the with the food. Uh, Mayflower, Mayflower Marathon. There. Thanks, dude. We appreciate it. Have a good yeah, weekend. Right. Thank you. All right, guys. You guys, you guys have a nice weekend. You, right, too, you too. Okay. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Bax. This is Bill from Springfield. How are you today? Good, Bill. How are you? Uh, my partner, Steve, um, is here from Huntington. <clears throat> oh, Steve, how are you? I didn't hear you this morning on the radio. How you been, my friend? No, I'm good. I, I, I was trying to say silent this morning. I Sometimes I don't like to participate. Well, I, I understand. Hey, you guys, keep up the good work that you're doing. I listen to you every morning here at work. And, right. Steve, I love your new, uh, what do you call it, the uh, Kardashian this week. You had me rolling, laughing really hard. Well, well so you know, keep up. I, 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 gotta, I, I, I will admit uh, that I don't write all of those sometimes. There's this one guy who doesn't want to be recognized, but he writes me these gems and uh, I said wow. to him, I'm like, don't you want me to tell everybody who you are? Because yeah. you're a great writer. And he's, he said, nah, it's okay. He's like the John Steinbeck of filth. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good. And, Bax, I hope the Green Bay Packers start winning again because I've been having them in my picks and I've been losing. But yeah, well, hopefully they'll, they'll, come, they'll come around and bounce around again, I hope. so. I wouldn't hold but, your breath on that one. But thank you very much. Well, well, you guys have a great day. Thank you so much, and keep up the good work that you guys are doing. Thank, Thank you so much. Appreciate Bye -bye. it. Yep. Okay. Uh, positivity. I know. What is this? What's going on? Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, you talking to me? Hey! hey. What's going on? Hey. Good morning, ladies. Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> Dave, the retired truck driver, in my second full month of retirement here, oh. backseat. Did you get um, that shirt yet? The one that says, I might be retired, but I'm still a full-time pain in the ass? Oh, come on, Steve. What? That one again? Yeah. That... Hey, uh, I, this one's kind of directed at you, Steve. You can try to play along here. i got some music trivia I want to run by Baxi. Okay. Uh, you, can, you, you can think of uh, a nice steamed hot dog with chopped onions, ketchup, and uh, Miracle Whip on it while I'm talking with Bax. All right, okay, go, go, ahead, go ahead. Hop into it. There's a song out there, originally put out in 1963, by a guy, an artist, out in the desert town in California that also got covered by a British band uh, over in, well, Britain, across the pond. Really famous rock group. And it's interesting how the song was done by both of them. The star from California became acquainted with a drummer from this famous band, and they both did the same song. Okay. Are you getting close to that? Nope. I, I, I'm not sure who you're getting at. Could you, could you I'm getting at Buck Owens and the Beatles. Was it Act, Act Naturally? Act Naturally. There you go. Yeah, that's right. 
Hey, as soon as you said Dan, Buck Owens, point. I knew. Yeah, so you know what? What's a Buck Owens song the Beatles did? Zach Naturally. Ringo sang it. And forget about Phil Collins because Ringo was the first guy to get by, behind a set of drums and sing a song and play the drums uh, when they when they did that. Yeah, so, you have um, any uh, e- easy listening music questions? I was uh, yeah, like more along the lines of Christopher Cross or Dan Fogelberg or something. Yeah. If you asked me if I was ever stuck between the moon and New York City, I would say yes, and the best that you can do is just <laughs> fall in love, sir. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, listen, yeah. thanks thanks for calling. Other people calling, but thank you. Yeah, yeah I have a splendid weekend, guys. Mm-hmm. All right, you too. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, what's, what's up? Yeah, not much. How you guys doing? Just wanted to talk about... Uh, the global warming topic you guys were talking about the other day. Yeah, what's up? Oh, nothing. I just think it, uh, you know, the planet used to be warm back in the day, and then it got rocked by the uh, meteor or whatever. I think the planet's just trying to heal itself and go back to the way it used to be. I don't think there's any way to reverse it or stop it. I that's, think that's, what I've been, that's what I've been saying. It's just a cycle. It's the same, the same thing happened uh, 100 million years ago, and then uh, here it is happening again. We just happen to be yep. living here through it. Absolutely. Yeah, we're just like Absolutely. temporary occupants. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, all good. Right. Well, I think we solved all of the science's big problems. problems. Thank right. you very Thank much. You. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is from South Alley. Hey, what's going on? Hey, not too much, guys. Hey, uh, two, two things for you. Uh, excited for the comedy show. Max, are you going to bring it? Bring what? It's five minutes. You're five. Are you gonna minutes. bring? Are you gonna bring that comedy magic that I know you got in there? Well, oh, dude, I you know uh, I'm still mulling it over. If, if uh, I, the only way to know for sure is if you buy a ticket. Comedy magic. Oh, you I, got my, I got my tickets. I'm ready to go. Are you guys gonna have Mayor Dom down there too? I don't uh, know if he's gonna be there. I don't that. know. There's a there's a possibility of someone very exciting introducing the whole show. Yeah. Okay, pretty cool. Uh, got a question for you though, Bax. Where the heck do you find these bands? Like you know. Sweat sock and the lady finger. You know, been playing since 1937, and the bass player who was, you know, whatever. How do you find these guys? Well, I mean, yes. Again, you know, as you uh, alluded to, some of these uh, bands have been around for since like the 1960s, and uh, you know, all you got to do is, uh, you know, keep your ears open, have an open mind, and you find that uh, some of the greatest songs in the world have never been played on a radio station before. Got to get them on 102, baby. That's right. You got to. You got to do it. That's the open your mind. You never like listening to the sucks. Oh, the sucks are great, man. Actually, the sucks were a good band. Right, I'm sure there was <laughs> a band named that. <laughs> Thank too, you. There probably was. All yeah. right. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Bruno. Hey, Bruno. What's up? Hey, I was listening to Steve with all those great Halloween costumes yeah. that you can make around the house. Yeah. Well, I've got one. I'm on my way to Staples, and I'm taking my, here in East Long Meadow, the tax bills are due on uh, November 1st, so I'm on my way to Staples to have mine blown up to about three feet by five feet, make two of them. I'm going to make one of them sandwich boards, and I'm going to, big red letters, I'm going to write 20% increase on the bottom, and then I'm going to all the Halloween parties. In East Long Meadow. I think, you know what? In East Long Meadow. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Everybody in Islam will understand that. The thing that all kids want on Halloween is more politics in their trick or treating. <laughs> <laughs> the 
they love. Well, I'm not going. Yeah. You know, I'm not going with kids, Steve. Yeah, yeah I know. You're gonna you're gonna creep people out on your own. All right, Bruno. Thank you very <laughs> right, much. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Is this? Hey, good morning, boys. It's Vince the Plumber. Uh, hey, Vince, Vince, what's going on? Uh, what's up, guys? Not Just much. Hanging out, we, hanging out. All right, do the do the hellos and goodbyes or whatever. You okay, okay, the hellos. I got to say, what's up to my buddy Kevin, uh, Jeff. Uh, let's see, we got Kenny. Uh, we got Keith. We got everybody uh, over over at Plimpton. We got Derek. We got uh, Keith. Also, we got Dave, uh, the manager over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, let's see, uh, United, oh no, not United Plumbing, now it's, uh, now it's Granite Group, we got, uh, Jose. <laughs> all right, it um, seemed to have everybody covered yeah, today, are you, Vince. Are you, are you sure all these folks aren't, like, cringing, going, oh God, he's saying our name You know what, I, I think sometimes, I think sometimes, because then they remind me, they're like, oh yeah, dude, you don't have to mention me every time, but you know, I want to mention them. No, not really, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right, Vince. Well, you have yourself a yeah, damn you, fine weekend. Yeah, you guys have a great weekend. You Thanks, keep boys. entertaining yourself. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is David. Hey, okay, David, what's up? Got a joke for you. All right. We're ready for it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Frank the Interrupting Cow. Frank the Interrupting Cow who? Oh, oh, I see yeah, what you did there. You there. Go, You're yeah. an interrupting guy. You're not going to let me finish this sentence. That's gold, Jerry. Rock, gold. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, what's up? It's Joey from the Casket Company. Hey, Joey, hey, Joey from what's the Casket up? Company. Hey. What's up, Joey? Hey, how you guys doing? Happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday, happy Friday Joey. I, yeah, right. How you doing? I, <laughs> hey, I'm doing all right. Listen, I did kiss my mother this morning. I wanted to let you know that we're not messing around, but I got someone here that wants to meet you. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, it's the Crypt Keeper. I wanted to let you know the Halloween is right around the corner. Oh, all right. We're, we're, so we're you back. guys have a good weekend, all right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, thank you very much. You too. Yeah, yeah thanks for calling the Back Stephen Dave show this morning. What I wouldn't do for Mike Jones. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yes, this is Lily. Good morning. Hello, hey, Lily. Lily. What's up? Gentlemen, if I may call you that. No, of course. We're, no, we're not. Go ahead. Yeah, I was calling. I have I have a concern or a question I don't know um, without sounding like an a-hole over here. Well. Um, <laughs> noticing a lot, a lot of, like, the veterans and homeless people, um, and I'm not understanding why our country isn't able to help these people in some form of a manner, but we're able to help other countries. I'm, I don't know. I don't understand this. Well... You have to remember, I mean, there are many programs out there for homeless veterans, and there should never be that. But you have to remember that they're also, they're individual people, and you can't force somebody to get help when they don't want to get help. That's a good and point. that's the point, that's the, the hardest thing about mental illness is trying to mm. decipher that, uh, you know, to make that distinction between whether somebody's willing to want to get help or willing yeah. to not want to get help. And, and as far as, uh, you know, sending money overseas to, you know, whether it's through Israel or, or anything else, I mean, there are certain areas of the world that we have a particular interest in, in making sure that things are going to be okay. That would be one of them. And believe it or not, there may be money to do both. But, yeah, but you know, that people... But people have to, you know, take advantage of the uh, of the programs and opportunities that are out there, 
at least for veterans and, and, and many, many other people. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. That wow. almost sounded like this, an intelligent answer. This turned into like an 80s sitcom that went serious for that one episode <laughs> per season. Is this the one where Dudley went into the bike shop and uh, had ice cream with the guy from WKRP in the back room? Tonight, it's a very serious different stroke. Yes, it is. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. There you go. Tonight, tonight, very, Arnold gets himself in a real pickle. A very special Bax and Nagel. One of their friends is into pregnant chicks. Very successful open line Friday. Hey, I gotta call my buddy. <laughs> Can't miss this. It's 825 at Rock 102. Rock 102 is 28 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Joe Bonamassa will be joining us uh, on the phone during the Mayflower Marathon in a couple weeks. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be uh, that's gonna be one hell of a humdinger. Uh, he's, a great, he's a great guitar player. Uh, really good. Mayflower Marathon uh, coming up, obviously, in less than 20, what, three days? 23, or 24. 20, something like that. Uh, yesterday, uh, we were uh, we had the uh, well we had the honor of uh, going down to um, <clears throat> downtown Springfield. Well, it's more the south end, I guess you would call it. It's the south end of Springfield, where the Albano's Market used to be. Sure, right, it, right next to the Pride Station. Mm-hmm. There was that empty lot. It was used as a staging area for all the equipment for MGM when they were building uh, the building there. Well, the uh, the 180 redeveloped Springfield yesterday presented. Uh, they're going to build a Panera Bread there. Yeah, there you go. In that location, they had the groundbreaking there. They had uh, Paul Picnelli. They had other dignitaries down there, including uh, Maya Dom Dom. He was down there. I love the way this guy works a crowd. He's just uh, <laughs> he like because he's like he's a lovable guy. You know what I mean? He walks into a place and then. Uh, I said at the end of the event, uh, I said, Dom, Dom, do you really even need those shovels? You walking into this ground is groundbreaking alone. <laughs> Didn't you hear that? <laughs> Boom. Hey, I'm here. Ground is already broken. Don't That's even it. need to use that shovel. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to use that shovel for is something else if you get out of line. If you know That's, what I'm saying? Here you go. Yeah, wait for a dirt biker to come by. <laughs> the shovel will come in lots of handy here. Dink. Dink. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, they did uh, present us with a check yesterday uh, for the Mayflower Marathon for uh, $2,500, and uh, we are very grateful. That's awesome. That uh, they're helping us out. And, and you know, a lot of people, I, I, I put the picture up yesterday and all that stuff, and there was a couple of naysayers. There's always naysayers. Oh, great, another Panera Bread. Like, that's what we need. You, you got to think about the quality of life in any neighborhood and what they're trying to do in Springfield is spruce it up and make it look nice, make it look welcoming. Whether or not it's a Panera Bread or any other business that goes in there, yeah. it's still not an empty lot. There's a, I, I read a couple of those comments, and uh, you know the naysayers, I'm just going to say right to, your, uh, right to your smug little faces, you're being jerks. Knock it off. Anytime there's economic development... In an urban area, that's a good sign for the entire city. Whether it's a Panera or a Mon Pa type of style place, you know, like a you know a, a private business owner looking to uh, to expand or open up uh, a store, that's good for everybody. Don't need you to be bitching and complaining about oh, it's another Panera. 
You know what? Nothing wrong with Panera. You just don't know how to enjoy yeah. whether, progress. Whether or not you, you shop there or not, because there's some people who do like it and there's some people who yeah. don't like it. Of course, there's one person that uh, complains at every little thing uh, that she posts. Listen, I've never seen a post that was not a complaint about something. Listen, uh, Paul McNelly's a cheerleader for the city of Springfield. Right? Sure is. And, uh, you know, if this was maybe an Applebee's, I might take him to task on that. I, I would be like, somebody would need to step in and go, uh, Paul, uh, come on. Applebee's, really? In this neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, you know, that what, would be the one. Okay, but that's because you, know, you, yeah. you and I are not big fans of Applebee's. But the fact of the matter is if an Applebee's opened up downtown and they were going to have a ribbon cutting ceremony, we'd be there because it's no. the right thing to do. But the man is a visionary. He knows uh, that you're, we're going to bring restaurants that people actually want to go to. Yes. We're not going to bring an Applebee's in this neighborhood. You know, that's where I would take him to task on that. But it's going to be a Panera Bread. I, I mean, wouldn't take Paul to task on well, anything. Well, I just, you know, he does stuff. I say, good for you, Paul, right right behind you on that one. One of the things that he said yesterday, which kind of resonated with everybody there, is this is the gateway to downtown Springfield. That corridor, when you come off of the, the highway to either go to the casino or even go to downtown, that's the exit that you get off, and all yeah. of that stuff is there. The, you don't want empty lots everywhere. They're trying to make they're and they're doing a good job down there doing it. We we said it not that long ago. You know, downtown is awesome now. Yeah. And 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 you that, to me there are like two major factors for that. One is MGM uh sparking a lot of people looking to move in there with uh, other businesses. And then the Thunderbirds I mean, the Thunderbirds have done a remarkable and, job of making people proud to be downtown. And there you go. That's another project that I can't wait for to be done. That uh, the parking garage. Think about how many years that parking garage was like a like a, a concrete death trap it, it was for a, anybody walk, uh, driving in there. It you, was an eyesore when I moved in here in 1995. What they're planning on doing now is another parking garage with retail, restaurants in the bottom. They're closing off uh, Bruce Landon Way. To be very much like, you know, Lansdowne Street in Boston, which, frankly, imagine imagine going to a hockey game, having a party right outside uh, the Esplanade at the, uh, at, the, at the Civic Center. That would be freaking awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. going to be like a little yaki way down. It will be. So, listen, we're just trying to get this. Uh, we're just trying to pick up all the pieces from years ago, from the <laughs> Charlie Ryan years. No, nah, come on. Charlie's a good man, too. It's uh, 833 on Rock 102. <laughs> It's 8.37 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is time for news, and I believe it is brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, plumbing, and Noonan.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Not to keep repeating that story out of Maine, but that guy's still on the run, and they haven't found him yet. So I'm not going to get into the, the whole detail about it. We Still a sad story. Yes, still. Very sad. Uh, a group of cannabis companies are challenging the constitutionality of a portion of the Federal Controlled Substances Act they say has throttled pot shops and grower operations uh, deemed legal under state laws. We were we just talking about this the other day? We were. The uh, lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court in Springfield Thursday on behalf of the National Coalition of Cannabis Operators hitting back at the federal law that contradicts state laws that allow legal sales in 38 states. You know what? Maybe they heard us talking about it. And then said, you know what? We should file a lawsuit and say, let's thank Bax and Nagel for bringing this to our oh, attention. They should almost call it the Bax and Nagel lawsuit. Yeah, I think we had a lot to do with this. I don't think we had anything to do with it because I think they're all thinking the same thing. Well, I'm just going along with what my dad used to do 
uh, he said he would write companies and then all of a sudden the things would change and then he credited himself for doing that. Mm. Like twist off bottle caps on beer bottles. He had written to the Anheuser-Busch company. Okay. And told them that uh, you should really uh, get into the business of having twist off caps rather than find people with, uh, you know, bottle openers. Was his penmanship legible? I think it was, and then uh, then they came out with twist-off caps, and he credited himself for being the one who brought that to Anheuser-Busch's attention. Uh, I'm sure that the folks of Anheuser-Busch, uh, back in the day, yeah. knew what they were doing long before your dad came up with this brilliant idea. Like you they, don't know they that. were probably looking to transition into screw tops. You don't know that. I don't know that for sure. I don't know really the history of the screw top bottle, but I, I gotta believe it, it. It it probably did not germinate with your yeah. dad. We had a we had a whole collection of uh, misprinted beer cans mm-hmm. and, and bottles that were dented from the heat. Where the labels were upside yeah, down. Yeah, 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 something like that. They were all empty, of course. He consumed the product inside <laughs> and then displayed them. Anyway, the lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court in Springfield Thursday on behalf of the National Coalition of Cannabis Operators, hitting back at the federal law that contradicts state laws that allow the sales in 38 states. Massachusetts was among the earliest states to legalize medical and recreational marijuana sales and grower operations since the controversy was presented to voters several years ago. Recreational marijuana was legalized in 2016. Purveyors battled municipal restrictions to make the industry mainstream since then, but the lawsuit argues the contradictory federal law that remains in place, prohibits cannabis entrepreneurs from accessing small business loans and other benefits afforded to conventional business owners. Er, hold the phone. <laughs> After seeing how much Insa made last year at that one dispensary off of I-91, yeah. which was roughly $70 million, do you really feel the need that a small business loan is in order for this industry? All right, but back up here a little bit. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep, beep. Only INSA has been the one to have made that kind of cash since cannabis became legal in Massachusetts. And 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 it, because they were one of the first two in the state... They were able to do that. But now you have dispensaries all over Massachusetts. I'm sure not all of them are, you know, in, you know, deep into the millions and millions of dollars in profits simply because of the way uh, it is explosively grown throughout the state. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of those places are, in fact, your small mark, you know, small businesses. Very small business. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I'm sure, yeah. I'm not going to name any names, but I'm sure there's a few that just open up that are not, you know, breaking in $77 million worth of profits. No, but there's a profitable, there's profits to be made. And I don't over, know. Over time, but that'd be like any other business. At yeah. what point does it, you know, does it transition over to a fully profitable business? Uh, and, yeah. and tell you what, if you don't have the ability to do banking and to get loans and to, you know, have the tax credits you need as a business owner. I mean, to be honest, that's, I mean, it's a tough go unless things start to change. I still don't understand how these places are even allowed to operate with federal dollars because you're using money, which is a federal uh, item, right? Yep. Isn't that uh, yeah. isn't currency or run by the federal government? Yeah. So how are you using cash when you can't use credit and, you know, all this other stuff? 
It's a good question. I don't get it. It's a good question. Uh, the federal government has no basis for enforcing Controlled Substances Act against interstate state-regulated cannabis operations, reads a statement issued Thursday by the Northampton attorney Thomas Lesser. The coalition seeks to enjoin the federal government from enforcing the Controlled Substances Act in a manner that interferes with the interstate cultivation, manufacturer, possession, and distribution of cannabis pursuant to state law. Lesser and his partners in the lawsuit contend the federal law tees up a a constitutional issue for cannabis purveyors and manufacturers. The suit filed with the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland in his official capacity seeks to have the act declared unconstitutional when it comes to states' legal cannabis industries. They're going to do it. They're going to wind up doing it. It's just going to take a while because we just take forever to do things. Yeah, and, and believe it or not, in, in some areas of the country, it's still very stigmatized, whereas here, it's not nearly as stigmatized. No, there's a lot I, of... I think here, people are kind of like, all right, nothing, uh, nothing's completely falling apart yet. Maybe we can uh, expand this a little bit. Uh, we do have a guest uh, that we need to get oh, to. Oh, yes, yes. So I guess we'll end the fun here and uh, talk about more fun coming up in just a few minutes. It's uh, 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Caution. What you are about to hear may be too graphic for those with lip. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851. And Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny with a high of 77 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. It's 60 right now in downtown Springfield. There's a, a great event uh, coming up this Sunday with uh, the Salvation Army. The Veterans Fund Quarter Auction is uh, is happening, and she could be in the studio to talk about it, is uh, Mark Massey from the Salvation Army. It's good to see you. Hey, guys. How you doing this morning? Good, very, very you? good. Awesome, awesome. You got to tell us, about, first of all, tell us a little bit about uh, what's coming up on Sunday. All right, so what's coming up on Sunday is our third annual uh, Veterans Fund Quarter Auction. Uh, the gist of it is is you come in there, there's a bunch of different vendors. They're selling everything from arts and crafts to tickets to Thunderbirds or maybe even a Bruins game. You never know. Um, but you come in there, you grab a couple of paddles. Each paddle is $2 a pop. And when a particular wear comes up that you like, you put in a quarter you raise your paddle, and you hope that your number is called. And everything goes by a quarter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a quarter, maybe two quarters at the most. You know, it. at the end of the day, it's just an all-around great time to be with the community and help the Salvation Army's Veterans Fund. I want to ask you about that because, yeah. you know, obviously, I think the last time you were here, we asked the same exact question. <laughs> and when people think of the Salvation Army, they think mm-hmm. of the guy outside the mall ringing a bell. But the fact of the matter is Salvation Army does a lot of really – important incredible and crucial stuff tell us a little bit about what the uh, the veterans fund is looking to do so you're absolutely right back and it's funny that you would mention uh the santa suits and the red kettles because that season is coming uh we are actually going to start putting the kettles out uh, around mid-november and we could always use some volunteers to to man the kettles too so maybe i'll see you out there um well, it's very presumptuous of you. It well, is. you know, <laughs> hey, I got to put the plug in there somewhere because, you know, I've got a whole bunch of locations I got to man this year. <laughs> so every bit helps. Um, but yeah, going back to what you were saying. So the Veterans Fund, at the end of the day, the Salvation Army's Veterans Fund is able to help any veteran that served honorably with resources that the state and federal government may not be able to provide. You know, that would be something as simple as, you know, a warm meal, 
um, maybe uh, addiction recovery, um, helping a veteran fix their car so that way they can get back and forth to work, you yeah. know, those kind of things. And, and as far as how many people in this area have taken advantage of some of those services, I mean, there's quite a few veterans out there who, oh, yeah. who definitely need the help. You're absolutely right. And here within the last few months, I was able to train up uh, the majority of the veteran service officers that cover Western Massachusetts. So all of them have access to this fund. So if you are ever in need, uh, we can you know, always coordinate. We, we actually help pro- close to 5,000 veterans uh, throughout all of Western Massachusetts this last year. 5,000? Yes. Wow. And, and you yes. also offer adult rehabilitation services. You're well. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and the adult rehabilitation uh, center here in Springfield is a really great way for those people that are dealing with any kind of substance use issues. Um, it's a six-month program live-in residency and work program and it's been really successful for both civilians and veterans this is a mark massey from the uh, salvation army we're actually talking about this before we went on the air part of the uh, the adult rehabilitation program uh, deals with uh, ptsd and how uh, many veterans suffer from it especially those who you know, we're in uh, you know, difficult combat situations that yep. uh, that PTSD tends to come home and oftentimes people will self-medicate to try to get past it. And we were talking about how much we have advanced in understanding what PTSD is and what it is not. And, you know, anybody who has been in any level of trauma can suffer, suffer from PTSD. Veterans in particular have uh, historically may not have gone and sought help but now that help is available, many are doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, and and I do have to say, as a side note, it's not just the Salvation Army that has these programs. The As we were talking before, even the VA itself in the last 20 years um, has gone way over. I, I, I'm sorry, not overboard, but they have gone way out of their way to make sure that mental health is covered for everyone yeah um that and and the salvation army partners with the va if the va sees that there is uh for specifically for recovery they can refer the va can refer down to the adult recovery centers now this event on on sunday is happening at uh, the american legion in chicopee right yeah uh post 452 on Exchange Street. Yeah, 43 Exchange Street. Uh, 3 to 7 p.m. Uh, yeah, 43 Exchange Street in Chicopee, and you can just show up at the door, right? Yeah, doors open at 2.30. You can go ahead and get your paddles. Uh, there will be, obviously, it's the American Legion. There will be beverages uh, available. At an American Legion? You know? Yeah, hey. amazing, right? Yeah, really? Um, there will beverages be beverages are... available. Of course, I work for Salvation Army, so I can't say what kind of beverages are available well but you gotta hydrate when that's you're in right an you, you gotta you gotta maintain your hydration as we learned in the army many many years ago <laughs> yeah. um but there will also be um food there also for you to purchase and right. be able to enjoy well it's gonna it's gonna be a great event and uh, mark massey again sunday the 29th at uh, at the american legion in uh, exchange, uh, exchange Street in Chicopee. It's great to see you. Hey, great to see you guys again. Best of luck. All right, thank you very much. You thank bet. You. It's Bye-bye. 8.58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like to win $1,000?